It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice-cold beer. And today, I was thinking recently, what is your least favorite other fan base? Least favorite other fan base? Yeah, yeah. We're, we Besides love- the Cowboys? I guess so. I guess the Cowboys. For me, it's all the Boston teams and all the Boston fans. The Patriots fans, the yeah. Celtics fans. I mean, there's something about the Boston fans that get me going. Yeah. And it makes me think that up there, they've done some terrible things. On uh, Boston? Oh. Well, no, no. Up in, up in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Well, I consider it all Boston. Like, all of New England is Boston to me. I don't know. All is of that- Massachusetts is Boston? Well, the whole place is Boston to me. I, you know, if they're from Maine, I still consider them, you know, they're still Patriots fans. They're still Red Sox fans. So, yeah, I, you know, whatever. I don't know. I couldn't dislike someone from Rhode Island. Like, have you ever met a mean person from Rhode Island? Everyone's from Rhode Island. has been quite nice. Yeah, I guess they don't have enough to be, like, you know, really upset about. I met, like, four people from Rhode Island, so I've met, like, uh, half of you guys. <laughs> also, we don't have that many listeners from Rhode Island. A lot of listens in Germany recently, but not many from Rhode Island. And part of the reason I don't like Massachusetts, it's because there was a terrible tragedy, mostly due to religion that happened in the Massachusetts area. And we're going to go back a little bit. Guess how far we're going back? Uh, oh, gosh. We're going to the to Salem the Witch Trials. Oh, okay. Guess what year that happened? The Salem Witch Trials? Yeah. I'm guessing the Red Sox had not won a World Series yet. The United States was not a place yet. The United States was not a place it, it yet. It wasn't a country yet, no. Let's, let's go uh, 1600s. 1692. Yeah. Have you heard of the Salem Witch Trials? I have. Yeah. So it's quite the event, right? So I've never been to Salem. Neither have I. I don't think it's called Salem anymore. There's still the area of Salem. Okay. And Proctor's Ledge and all the famous places from the Salem Witch Trials can be seen on some tours. Okay. But I do believe they have renamed the town. There, it is a common place around Halloween for people to go visit. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, like Penhurst around, around here? Kind of. A lot of people are into the spooky. So we're going to go back to people came over from England. The Puritans. They did not believe that people were being religious enough. They did not pe- believe that people were following reading the word of God enough. And so it was a very strict time where the main person in the town was the reverend or the minister and finances and food were in a tough place. And so there wasn't really a ton to do. So the Puritans are over here. They're hanging out in the Massachusetts Bay Colony or in the area that is now, was called Salem at that time. And there was this guy, Reverend Samuel Paris. And he had come to the area and they had agreed to allow him to be the reverend. They were looking for one in Salem. All right. So then he was given a place to live and he was given a certain amount per year. And he was also getting a certain amount of firewood. In his pay was firewood. Oh. Yeah. I guess it was cold. You had to keep the... Yeah. yeah it was something sense. like 50 pounds of firewood a year or something like that. It was part of his uh, salary. Okay. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you get some crypto. But back then <laughs> you got some firewood. firewood. 
And one day, he had had some disagreements with the local people, and his daughter and his niece started uh, behaving oddly. Oh, yeah. Having kind of epileptic type fits, you know, acting out. And he was very worried about what was happening. And the two of them were sick at the same time. And so at one point, he did call a doctor, not okay. a formally trained doctor. And he said, uh, your daughter and your, her niece have been uh, bewitched. Like, like cursed? Like cursed. Like it signed along the book of the devil. You know, there's a, a show on uh, Paramount right now called Cursed. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's an. It, Is it's, it about the Salem witch trials? No, it takes place in New Mexico, where they there's a lot of uh, a tribal stuff that goes on there, where people you know worship the land and stuff. So yeah, uh, a little bit different, but but along the same lines of that bewitched type stuff. Yeah. So initially. Samuel Paris had a slave. Her name was Tichuba. Okay. And she was trying to figure out exactly what was going on. And you love to cook. And so what Tichuba did was she made a witch cake. A witch cake? Yeah, yeah. So you baked a loaf of rye bread mixed with the urine of the afflicted girls. And okay. then you feed it to the dog. And, and that's supposed to cure the girls. Then the dog will bark at someone. And oftentimes the person the dog barks at is a witch. Okay. I mean, that's not what happens. Okay. So she makes this cake. She feeds it to the dog. The dog barks at Tichuba. And Tichuba and two others get accused of being witches. And that is the reason that his So hold on. Tichuba is- made the cake. Yeah. And then the dog accused her of being the witch. So then what happens? Oh. Then there is another family, a very Puritan family. And they, uh, their daughters start to have fits. They're friends. With Reverend Paris. So now there are other young women having fits. And they start making accusations. Do we think it could have been health related? Like, like it could have been the, the, uh, a lack of vitamin C or maybe um, urinary tract infections? Uh, possibly. And we're going to get into okay. my thoughts as to what caused these fits. And so when we say these Young women were having fits. And it was mostly young women that said they were afflicted, per se. They had garbled speech. They contorted their limbs. They had hallucinations. They were spouting. They were yelling gibberish. They were twitching. They were shaking. There were times where it looked like they had a pin stuck in their flesh. And it was quite, you know, quite disturbing to see these young women all of a sudden have these, what I'm going to call, fits. Yeah. So all of a sudden, poor people people that didn't go to church much, older people that had had issues started getting accused. Hmm. And it was quite a concern. They put together a court, the court of Oyer and Terminer. And basically these courts were an effort to bolster Puritanism, really to show that you fully believed in the word of the Lord. And they jailed many, many people. And very quickly, over 100 people were accused of being a witch. A hundred people were accused of being witches. Just Over a hundred people, yeah. Okay. And they set up trials that took place all throughout the year to evaluate these initially young women, poor women who were accused. And then they started adding in men, a previous reverend of the area who they had had a disagreement with, uh, got accused. And more and more people were getting accused and jailed. I mean, people started to die in jail. Uh, women were having children in jail. And at this time, there were no lawyers. 
And it was all because like four, how many people were having these fits? Just the four girls? Well, almost all of the accusations came from six young women. Okay. There were more people that made accusations, but uh, the majority all came from uh, six young women who said they were afflicted. Okay. So set this up. Then the trials happen and the trials become a big deal. Basically, they put you on the stand. But the, but the trials weren't on the internet. Trials were not on the internet. But everything from the trials was written down. So a lot we've learned has been from people going back and reading through everything in the trials. Okay. You would go on stage and you would be asked questions, but you were forced into things, right? Even before you were on trial, they would uh, tie you up. They would not feed you. They would keep you awake for hours. The same way we do it now, right? I mean, it's not that different than things are now. And then they would put you on the stand and they would say, hey, are you a witch? And they would say no. And then they would bring in the afflicted girls, the afflicted women, and then all of a sudden they would start contorting and screaming. And then they really based a lot of the evidence on something called spectral evidence. Okay. Spectral evidence is when someone who is afflicted doesn't say, hey, I saw you do this. I saw you bite me. I saw you kick me. They say, I saw your ghost come and attack me. I saw the spirit come out of you and move my head back. At one point, one of the accused had her head to the side and one of the afflicted young women yells, she's trying to break my neck. She's trying to break my neck. Please tell her to keep her head straight. And in the crowd was there contorting herself in a way that was disturbing to everyone. Yeah. And was looking like, what the heck is going on here? And so spectral evidence is how almost everyone got accused. Okay. And got convicted. And the only peoples that got convicted initially on that were not put to death were those that admitted to being a witch. So Tichaba, who kind of started all this, making that witch cake, she at one point said, yes, I signed, my, I signed myself in the book of the devil. And, I, they, and they let her live? She got to live. But you had to pay while you were in there. So in the end, when all of this was cleared up, Tichaba's master at the time refused to pay. Uh-huh. So he traded something to someone else, to another. So she got a new owner. Okay. And he paid because while you're in jail, you also had to pay room and board. And most of these people did not have any money. Oh. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, I mean, and these people had all come from, from England where they were, they were fleeing religious persecution and came over here. And this is uh, how it was greeted. That's crazy. Yes. Because that was not long after. I mean, y- you know, you're talking... Uh, what, 16, early 1600s when they landed at Plymouth Rock? Uh, yes, yes. I mean, it was something where all of a sudden took off. Wow. Right? One person was being accused and more people were being accused. It's not something you hear about today. I mean, you don't hear much about witchcraft today. No, but we have had episodes where people set off in fits at times in America. Uh, actually, twice uh, in the 1950s and 2012, there were episodes of groups of women. Actually, both were um, a team, uh, mostly comprised of cheerleaders, that went into fits all at the same time hmm. and had these different symptoms that were really unexplainable at the time. And especially in 2012, where there was significant medical attention and testing that was able to be done, it is interesting how this someone going into a fit and then others having similar symptoms is common to have. 
Well, you know, it's interesting. You talk about this spectral evidence. You know, uh, uh, there's a there's a story in the Bible in in First Samuel. Samuel has already died, and Samuel was a prophet, which and is it, great because Reverend Samuel Paris is the guy who started this whole thing. That's crazy, crazy how that lines Take up. Take me but, back to Samuel. But you know, it's interesting because um, when a prophet, you know, we a prophet often tells us of things to come, and we we say that they've been sanctioned by God to do so. And so nobody looks at that as necessarily crazy. Although it's hard to believe when you don't, you know, when you can't see things. But Samuel was a prophet and he basically, uh, Saul was the first king of Israel and, and, and Samuel had prophesied to him about his death, that he was going to lose his kingdom and that uh, it was going to be given to someone else. And he, he basically, you know, said it was going to be given to David so Saul early on had tried to find and kill David, even though David was best friends with his son. Should have just said David's a witch. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, the Philistine army had gathered and, and they're, um, you know, Israel is, is losing this battle and, and Saul is trying to figure out what's going on. Well, in accordance with what Samuel had told him, Saul had banished all of the, the spiritualists and the mediums out of the land. Well, now he wanted to know what was going on and he prayed and he, he tried to consult God. And he said God wasn't answering him. So he, uh, he asked somebody to go find him a medium. And they found him this, this they called it the witch or sorcerer of Endor. And so he disguised himself because he wanted to make sure that she talked to him. And if she knew it was him, she probably wouldn't because she would think, you know, I'm not going to tell you, you already banished us. You told us if, if, Prophets or sorcerers were caught that you, they'd be put to death. So anyway, so he he dresses up and he goes and he meets with this witch and asks her to conjure up the spirit of Samuel. And so she does. So she she gets the spirit of Samuel uh, for him. And Samuel answers and says, "You know what? What are you doing calling on me?" And Saul's like, "You know, I don't know what's going on. I've asked God and God is not answering." And and Samuel said, dude, basically, like, I already told you what's going to happen. Mm. This is basically what's happening. You know, the, um, you, you haven't followed God's ways. You've, uh, you've strayed from him. He's not answering you anymore. I'm only here to tell you that what I told you was going to happen is going to happen. You're going to die. David's going to get the land. He's going to be the king. Um, but it was, you know, and then Samuel disappears. But it's like this... Uh, crazy because that's almost like that same the the ghost of Samuel came to visit and tell him all of these things that uh, you know through this medium. Wow! Talk to the devil and he is bound to appear. Mm. Holla! Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, it is simpler in in, in how these things happen. And I think I'm ready for some interesting uh, facts from the Salem Witch Trials. Are you ready? Okay, interesting facts from the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first one, a guy testified against his wife. Someone said, I think um, your wife is a witch. And he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she was, uh, she was convicted. Yeah, our wives should be careful. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so you want to play with magic, girl, you should know what you're falling for. 
That's a little, uh, little Katy Perry. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. She would definitely, she's not a Puritan. They would put her in jail. No, yeah. but her parents are Puritans. Yeah, they were. They were. Yeah. They were. Um, I mean, she kissed a girl and she liked it. <laughs> You'll meet a lot of them in jail. That's true. <laughs> yes. Um, they arrested a four-year-old girl and put her in jail. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, a four-year-old child was put in jail for uh, being a witch. Well, I mean, you've seen The Exorcist. I have, I have. And my daughter's naughty, but she doesn't belong in jail. <laughs> there was also the sense that you lose your land if you're accused of being a witch. And then it was... All you had to do was be accused? Uh, well, land was everything. And if you admitted to being a witch, then you were absolutely, they thought, going to lose your land. And so there was a man, and uh, he refused uh, to be tried. Said, I will not go on trial for this. Okay. It's kind of like refusing a breathalyzer. Kind of like refusing a breathalyzer. Except for this turned out even worse. Oh. Because all of the deaths were in a specific way except for his. He was stoned to death for refusing a trial. And so they, they laid him down and they brought people out and they took a large rock. They set it on his chest. And then they found another rock and they set it on his chest. And they continued with... Just piece of rock after piece of rock and let him lie there until he died from, from being pressed to death, from being stoned. So they weren't thrown at him. They were just sat on him and more and more put, were put on top of him until he passed. Wow. I mean, you know, we have some stonings in the Bible. And in fact, there's at one point in the Bible, um, they talk about that... Um, that a necromancer, a sorcerer should not live. And they say they should be put to death by stoning. Wow. Wow. Well, that's, that's why he was, um, he was pressed and stoned to death. Next, redheads were more likely to be accused. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, they seem to be that a little bit. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of makes sense. They're a little bit naughtier overall. Reverend Burroughs was a reverend that had been in the town and he had moved away. And they actually, he got accused midway through. This all took place in one year, but midway through the year he got accused. And he had, this one had moved to Maine. They went to Maine and got him and brought him back for the trials. And here was the whole argument as to why he was a witch. Is he was physically strong and they said that you can't be naturally that strong unless you had signed on with the devil. Wow. Yeah. So what the, I, no telling what they would have thought of Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno would definitely not have made it. Lou Ferrigno would not have made it uh, uh, long. And I think part of this is the whole thing is the Puritans is maybe some of these young people early on uh, were just bored and they were acting out. There's a lot of thoughts that maybe people were acting out. So let's jump into what do we think were really the causes for why this happened? Okay, so I'm going to go through the ones that I don't think are what happened uh, first. Um, number one, ergotism. Ergotism is a fungus that grows on damp cereal grains. And actually, in the mid-1900s, late-1900s, people reviewing this started to think maybe this was ergotism because it can cause some hallucinations. And there have been outbreaks of ergotism at times. But usually there's vomiting and diarrhea and there's gangrene. Okay. So there would be these epileptic type fits. There would be uh, uh, convulsions, but there's no description of diarrhea and vomiting. 
Okay. You know why? Why? You can't really fake diarrhea and vomiting. That's a good point. Also, there wasn't any gangrene where basically the ergotism would cause vasoconstriction. Mm -hmm. So you could lose toes, you could lose fingers. And ergotism doesn't really come and go. And a lot of these afflicted were fine until they were in front of their accusers, until they were in front of the witches. And that's when the time where they felt even worse. Uh, Next, sleep paralysis. Some of the descriptions were saying, like, as I fell asleep or as I was going to sleep, that the specters of the witches came to them. Okay. What I really think happened is either mass hysteria, where people had psychological issues and it started to spread. Possibly due to this repressive Puritan lifestyle. Oh, so you feel like... Because they were so constricted in their ways of living that they acted out and then it became an escape and then others started to fall into that. So it became a mass hysteria? I do. I do. Okay. And, and, and part of it, I think... But how do you explain like those pins? Like you, you at one point said they had like what looked like pins in their body? Yeah, yeah. So I think part of it was fraud. Okay. Yeah, I think some people at times just made things up because they held a grudge against someone. Okay. There were oftentimes where there's lots of different connections that people had. And so you accuse someone because you were disappointed with something they did. Also, the witches, when they were accused, were checked for a witch's teat, which is they would get you naked and they would look for any sort of extra spot, a mole a sore. Okay. And they would say that is an area where the devil had either taken blood or had marked the devil on them. And one was a woman who was in her late seventies and she had been quite a religious woman all throughout her life. And she says on the stand, she was saying, I've had multiple children. There's a lot that's going on down there. Yeah. That's that's not a witch's teeth. (laughs) That's just wear and tear from the body. (laughs) But yes, this was a crazy time. You know, we had 19 people hung. We had one pressed to death and many others who died while they were in jail. Was anybody, nobody was, uh, was, was hung up and, and lit on fire? No. Okay. That was not the Salem witch trials. That was not the Salem witch trials. That was what a lot of people talk about what happened, but that's actually what did not happen. Okay. Yeah. They were hung. They actually, it was hung where you went up like onto a tree. Okay. And then you would put um, the noose around your neck and then you would have to be pushed down out of the tree and you would hang there in that way. They weren't tied and, and pulled up. They were from higher above and dropped down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a game for you. You ready? Okay. You know, I used to watch, I, I, have you ever watched the show Charmed? Well. Alyssa Milano, Shannon, Doherty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not only did I watch Charmed, I never really watched it. It was on TNT or TBS. Yeah, that's right. So whenever you fell asleep and the last thing you were watching was NBA basketball, yeah. every day the next morning when you turned the TV on, Charmed, Charmed was on every right. morning. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. morning when I was getting up, Charmed was on the TV, but not because I was watching Charmed. <laughs> But did you end up watching it after that, just because it was on? No. Oh, okay. Uh, no. no, but I, I love Alyssa Milano. Yeah, I actually did watch the show a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, the three sisters. It was, it was decent. Did you have a favorite of the Charm sisters? Um, yeah, it was always Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the right answer. Um, do I have a game? Okay. I have three witches, and you're going to rank them one through three for your favorites. 
for whatever reason. All right. Yeah. Number one, the Wicked Witch of the West. (laughs) The Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Next, the Sanderson Sisters. You know what movie that's from? Uh, Hocus uh, Pocus. Yeah, Hocus Pocus. I think they made a sequel. They did. Yeah, Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. I mean, they'll turn anything into a sequel. That's right. Right? Maybe we could get a Doc and the Deacon sequel. Holla! Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, the Scarlet Witch from the Avengers. From the Avengers? Yeah, Scarlet Witch. You know, I've I've never seen an Avengers movie. Okay, uh, we're going to try that one again. Number one, the Wicked Witch of the West. Number two, the Sanderson Sisters. Number three, Hermione Granger. From Harry Potter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was a witch. Yeah. All right. Um, I think Hermione's my favorite. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm glad she was part of the original yeah. three. Then I'll go Sanderson Sisters and then the Wicked Witch of the West. I just didn't never liked her. Yeah. Well, this... I have not seen any Avengers movies. Well, they're great. Yeah, that's a, Is that a Marvel? Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those movies. I think I, I've, I've seen um, um, uh, uh, Iron Man. Is yeah. that the same? I've seen a couple of the Iron Mans. And maybe parts of Captain America. Okay, so you've seen some of the Avengers movies. But I don't... part of that whole scene, yeah. But that's about it. Okay, well, I I quite enjoy them. Uh, Considering how much TV you watch, I'm surprised you haven't seen any of them. Yeah, me too. Midway through 1692, towards the end, people realize it was the wrong answer, that this was crazy. They get rid of the idea of allowing spectral evidence. And years later, a lot of the accusers did either apologize to become full people in the Puritan church because they still wanted to be part of it. And uh, there was a quote at the end, the kingdom of Satan was advanced and Lord have mercy on this country. Mm. And I think they always realize that this was a bad time in the world and mistakes were made and uh, people died because of it. And it's a pretty crazy story. And I think uh, the moral of the story is well, well, that's what happens when you play with that. Like Katy Perry said, Do you want to play with magic? Boy, you should know what you're falling for. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. Scary. If uh, Doc and the Deacon ever break up, it'll be because the Deacon has become a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Two things you can count on. The Doc is in. And the Deacon speaks. I want to give a shout out to um, our wives. Uh, to our producer, Tucker Butler, they to are our not, franchise. They are not witches. They are not. They are not. And I would not testify against them. <laughs> and also shout out to uh, Bree, our, uh, who helps us out on social media, especially our TikToks. Yeah. You've done quite a few of those things. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, peace. Power. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this. That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show won't be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.